0: What's going on, everybody? My name is Mara. And I'm Tazzy. And welcome back to Sisters Who Kill. How are you, friend? I'm doing well. I am doing well. It has been a long week. I can't believe we came out with an episode. Listen, I felt pressured. After the
1: response from this first one, I'm like, I hope they love the second one as much. I was do really good on this episode. Make sure I research it just as well. I'm prepared.
0: Yeah, I think that this episode is... Really great to follow up on. Just please note that today's episode deals with horrible crimes against minors dealing in death and a system that failed to protect this young black girl. And also, we use a lot of foul language, Mm -hmm. so.
1: Let's get into the players. Okay, so let's start with our victim. Our victim is Amani Moss. Her father was Iman Moss. Her grandmother was on her dad's side. Iman's mom was Robin Moss, and her aunt on that side was Sharonice. On the opposite side, her stepmom, she was not raised by her mom, she was raised by her dad and her stepmom, mm-hmm. is named Tiffany Moss. This is the mom's, Moss's wife. And then we have her mother, Pearlie Bashir, who is Imani's step-grandmother. In like a brief mem- moment, you might hear about Brittany, who is just Tiffany's sister.
0: We'll tell you when we get there. Right. In the early hours of November 2nd, 2013, the police get a phone call. At the frantic phone call, it's a man on the other end, and he is calling saying, I'm about to kill myself. So the police are headed towards, they're thinking they're going to a suicide call. The man on the other end of the phone identifies himself as 30-year-old Iman Moss. So as the 911 call continues, 911 officials, when they're testifying, he says, okay, so I'm going to this call thinking that it's a suicide attempt. And then while I'm on the call and he's on nine, he's at 911, I'm mm-hmm. heading towards the call. They're like, okay. There might be somebody already dead there. So I'm headed towards the call. I'm headed towards the apartment complex. And then it's like, okay, there may be a minor there. And it's like, I'm headed towards the apartment. And then it's like, okay, there may be a minor dead there. And he's arriving. He's like, okay, so what reason. is happening? Right. I wish I could get that 911 call, but it has to be released. Mm-hmm. And Amon hasn't signed that out. He's headed over there and he finds Amon. He's, I guess, crying or whatever mm-hmm. and upset. And then the police ask him, Where's the minor child? And with a shaky finger, he points across the street to this grassy area where there is a trash can and two trash bags. And there, police find the body of 10-year-old Amani Moss. Now, Amani Moss was born April 23rd, 2003, and she was born already addicted to drugs. Her mom lost custody of her, and so all rights, all custody was with her dad, Aman Moss. Seeing from jump, mom's not in the position to do this. Right
1: she kind of just is relying on dad it's just them two sticking it out for a couple of years and 2007 amon and amani meet tiffany at church and everybody seemed to get along nice or whatever they took it slow they, they started off it. as friends mm-hmm. and they turned into lovers as they do <laughs>
0: at church
1: so July comes around two thousand nine and they get married. They're hitched. Iman says at this point Tiffany and Iman, you had never had any issues with each other. Like right. there never seemed to be any problems.
0: And at this time they don't even have a place that they own. They stay in with Amon's homeboy. It's Amon, Iman, Amani and Tiffany. Mm-hmm. But Tiffany finds out that she's pregnant.
1: It's a baby. Mm-hmm. So they had pre- kids pretty quickly and back to back. So they ended up having two: a uh, son Tristan and later a daughter Emma. Let's move on to March 2010. So
0: right now they're all living together. Amani gets a report card that is about to go home saying that she got a bad grade or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Amani then is crying to her teacher. She says, I don't want to take home this bad report card because I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. So if you're a teacher, Mm -hmm. I teach everybody. If a kid says something like that to you, if they say something close to like that to you, You are a mandatory reporter. You have to say something. So the teacher takes her to the school nurse, you know, just to make sure everything's okay because the kid has made a serious accusation. There's welts and scratches and bruises all over her body. So then D-Fax is called by the school nurse that checks Amani's body. Right. So then she says, my stepmom, Tiffany, beat me. Tiffany gets arrested. Dad has to leave work and come see what the hell is happening at the police station. Niggas hate to leave work. And Tiffany pleads guilty. To simple matter. But she told police that she only whipped Amani three times. The school nurse wrote down that there were cuts and marks all over her body. And some of them weren't fresh. Like uh-huh. she got a whooping that day. Uh-huh. Like Tiffany was claiming. So Tiffany pleads guilty. And she gets five years probation. During that time, Amani goes with grandma immediately after the report Amani stays with
1: grandma for
0: about six months
1: grandma said she thrived there's actually a recording of grandma saying that like she came over there and she was very scared she said she dropped a glass in the kitchen and Amani ran and cried and grandma
0: was like this is grandma robin by the way Amon's mom
1: she was like it's okay you drop glass we just gonna sweep it up we'll buy a new glass tomorrow just put some shoes on your feet you know how they do that's
0: such a grandma thing
1: she said go put your shoes on your feet in case I miss something but it's okay that's replaceable and she's like i just like had to show her like Mm -hmm. she didn't have to be afraid of everything she said i could tell that she was hurt and i didn't want her to leave me i knew that she was better off with me (sighs) so even her grades got better there, not that she was doing bad in school, but you know, she was struggling with at home responsibilities. Right. And things were just a lot better at grandma's house. But Amon and Tiffany took parent Tiffany had to do anger management. Right. Iman said he on his own decided to take a parenting <laughs> class and he
0: said, I learned there was other ways to punish a kid besides hitting them But my thing is like you weren't the one disciplining your child. Someone else was. You know, I mean I'm black. I, I got a spanking. But there's also a line, and you know that line, but also you put that line on somebody else to, to discipline your child. A lot, I understand a lot of people... that's our like stepmom, but that's not your mama. Right. And y'all have
1: to have, like, a real serious, like, serious Discussion. I'm calling you mom vibe for you to be able to do that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That was your responsibility all the way through, disciplining your own child. Tiffany, it just so happens, worked as a preschool teacher. When she got this situation with defects, she could no longer teach. Right, she can't work with kids. This was the last time she worked. She, from here on out, decided that she was going to be a
0: housewife. Right, so this is fall 2010, and she got five years probation. So she pled guilty, first offenders. She would have been off probation in fall of 2015 could have just got a fresh start and went back to you
1: this was the last time sis worked which ultimately meant that all the financial responsibility was oh, um, I'm on. I'm on. Mm-hmm. so at this point you know, he was back and forth living with Pearlie, who is Tiffany's mom, staying with whoever then moving into his own apartment and then staying with whoever and then moving into his own apartment. And Tiffany, don't wanna got pregnant again, yep, gets pregnant with their second child, it's, it's set in stone. He's got to work these two jobs. And so like when he talks about his work schedule, you see that he's spending a good three hours a day. Awake at the house.
0: And it's so funny, the the white lawyer was like, So what do you do in between? He was like, Sleep. sleep. <laughs> Nigga, what the fuck would you do with your free time? And the only time my mom was with the kids was on the weekends when he would let Tiffany go hang out with her mama and him. July 25th, Amani runs away. Tiffany says that the door opens and she hears the door. She texts mom. she calls Imani. She's like, look, I'm not dealing with this today. She ran away. So even though she ran away at 9.30, the police weren't called until 11.30 because that's the time that he got home and she wasn't finna call. It wasn't until 12.45 that she was found sleeping in the bushes outside of her apartment. On a rainy night There's no
1: pussy that
0: good let somebody be doing your child like this he came home his child had already been run Missing away for, for two, two hours. hours
1: so what she's like eight at the time
0: i teach eight-year-olds eight nine ten they know <sighs> right from wrong they know a lie from the truth they know what's good and bad they know that mm-hmm. stuff and, and they know how to get out of situations if they think something is bad for them they're not babies you know, they have some sense and if this little baby is running away to sleep in a bush on a rainy night i'd try to run away from home <laughs> and i didn't get it past the front door but the police officer instead of taking her away from the situation brings her right on back and he charges Amani with runaway and curfew violations and he says in court that he just did this so that she would be able to be in front of a judge Mm -hmm. she gets handed right back into the hands
1: because she gets in front of a judge and she says nothing your honor which she's fucking scared
0: right she's just
1: ugh. But I will say, he didn't just send it to the judge, he also sent it to defects. Right. The teacher or the nurse called defects. So, like, that's what we say is called defects. They're doing that. So,
0: their child, this is a literal child screaming and running for help. And then later she says that during that incident, Tiffany would tie her up with belts and then put her into a cold shower. And Tiffany, of course, like, that's not true. Kids, kids these days, what are you going to do? You know
1: what she said? She said... That girl just went already last week because I told her she couldn't spend the night at her friend's house. She just do this all the time.
0: I would want to spend the night at my friend's house if I wasn't eating at home. <laughs> Which brings us to Mother's Day 2013. Now, this is where everybody is already like, what the fuck is happening in this house? What mm-hmm. the fuck is happening with Amani? Aman's mm-hmm. family is like, we already don't fuck with that bitch, <laughs> Tiffany. Like, what the fuck is happening? They haven't seen her because they moving around wherever. And they go on to visit family with grandma and auntie Moss.
1: So they get over there. Robin, who is the grandma, she's commenting on Amani's appearance, and she's like, she lost weight. She's asking Amani, can I have custody of her? She'd be better off living with me. Amani said, in his heart, he knew it would have been the best place, but his pride wouldn't let him.
0: Niggas ain't pride. They don't have shit else but pride and audacity. <sighs>
1: so grandma robin says you know it's not just weight that this baby is losing what happened to her hair now if you look at pictures of amani she used to rock these pigtails that reach her sh-
0: y'all know the twist with the bobos at the when end we in good. the
1: shoulders we know we got hang you can't tell us shit
0: okay
1: you know this had an uneven fro so they're like you know what happened aman says he wasn't there when it happened but tiffany told him that she did it herself he said he asked amani and she gave the same story oh i did it myself he says i ain't gonna completely believe her but i didn't look into it either you know i just left it at that
0: he says how he asked her he says like tiffany said you did this to your hair is that what happened of course she's scared she's scared of (sighs) tiffany Mm -hmm.
1: yeah he says he doesn't believe it so they leave the house and you know it's once you leave and you get on the phone you get that private line when you start saying how you really so his good sis Sharonice calls him on the phone and she is very upset and she said how come when mama asked tiffany what happened to her hair why was tiffany's response if you act ugly you look ugly
0: i i have always gotten to saying god don't like ugly you, you could like saying? make her wear ugly. ugly
1: outfit to the store but, you know but, but
0: you act ugly you look ugly you so what we gonna you- do about you tiffany shit so, after that situation, grandma and auntie file reports with defects. Amani tries to run away from the home multiple times after being returned, and she's always returned to her dad. She runs away, returned to her dad.
1: You know, despite having these issues at home, Amani thrived at school. Right. Her teacher, Miss Neal, you know, she taught her through the 12, 2013 school year.
2: She testified uh, She was precious. It was a blessing to have her in my classroom. The only outburst that I ever had was she. Cried because I had to, we had these behavior sheets that we had to write on, that we, just to keep a record. And I was gonna write down that she didn't complete her homework, and she cried and cried. And I, I told her it would be okay. Yeah, she she completed all her projects, and um, she was a wonderful friend to every student, even a bully that she tried so hard to be friends with on a daily basis.
1: And at the end of her fourth grade year, money was removed from public school and began being homeschooled.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, I looked into it and said, what, what do you have to show that you can homeschool? You know what you need? What? A declaration saying I'm homeschooling this kid. That's it. It in is a statistical cases... fact. A lot of kids, their only safe place is school.
0: And that's why COVID so hit people so hard because like abused women, you are now in, in the house trapped all the, the, the house. time with your abuser. Abuse children, you are now trapped in the house all the time with your abuser. Like, like the
1: rates have gone so far up with COVID. So knowing this, why is there not a procedure in a place to decide, is this a good fit for the child to be homeschooled?
0: Because Tiffany can't even teach in public. She is currently on probation for beating this child. Now she is homeschooling. Now she is with this child 24-7. No one looked into that.
1: Let's Move on up to October 24th, 2013. Now, Amani is
0: already being homeschooled at this point. They had just moved into this apartment September.
1: Rob didn't even know their address. She said, I didn't even know how to reach them and didn't know where they lived. So Amani comes home from his first job and experience in car Well This is October 24th. 2013. He usually would grab a nap at this time, but he had to run to an auto parts store. He's trying to fix his car before his next job. He stops by the house, he puts on his uniform, he heads back out. His boss is at his second job, hears of his car trouble, he says take the rest of the day off, fix your shit. A mom returns home and he stays outside till the late hours, about 10.30 work on his car, because he said if he don't go to car fix, he can't go to work. If he can't go to work, he can't provide for his family, so he gotta go to work, okay? So goes inside and So
0: he claims that he did not go inside from the time that he arrived to the time Early like 10, from work until about ten thirty 30 at night.
1: Mhm. So Tiffany messages him saying she done fed all the kids so he assumes everybody sleep when he walks in. Tiffany begins speaking about this new dish she made look babe. I, I cook. Cooked. <laughs> he leaves out the kitchen and Tiffany calls for him to come to the bathroom because something's wrong with Amani. Amani is in the tub having a seizure. Mm. Moni could barely speak, her eyes are shifting left to right, and the monster's just going to the hospital, but Tiffany said she couldn't, and she didn't give an explanation of why, she was like, nah, and he just left it at that, so instead, they took her to her bedroom, and they put her in bed. Over the next few days, Moni never got out of this bed, well... When she did get out of bed, it was more so crawling to a section of her room just to use the bathroom so that she didn't have to go into bed. Mm -hmm. And that was when she had enough energy to do so. A lot of the time, she ended up just going in the bed. Mm -hmm. So Amon says at this point, he begins trying to spoon feed her infamil he said it's just one working like what do you mean it didn't work
0: he says beyond repair beyond
1: repair your child is so malnourished she's past the point
0: point. and how he said it in court it's-
1: how but did it is- get that bad in the first place and y'all know what the craziest part about this story is is that there are two other kids in the household and there is no sign of abuse And I just feel like even if Tiffany hated this girl, there's no reason. Even if that dad was at the house three hours a day, you put eyes on her and you saw that she was not right.
0: So that's on October 24th. And then on October 28th, Eighth, Tiffany <laughs> Tiffany says once again hey babe I cook and she t- sends t- him, she him a nice little fish for the lasagna and shit. shit she getting experimental and the- she's cooking and she sends that around 11 a.m now mind you that means that Aman is about to get off in about two hours from his overnight job but before that happens Tiffany calls Aman at work and lets him know Amani's dead no nothing no sad just she gone <sighs> did Aman leave work you ask no the fuck, he didn't. He finished his shift. And then he headed home. When he got home, though, he goes home. Baby's in the pack and play. Two-year-old is running around. And Tiffany watching TV. Where is Amani, you ask? Upstairs. Laid out. On the floor. So when Amani's like, all right, it's time to call the police, Tiffany says, no, I'm on probation. Can't have that. Can't have that. What about our other two, you know? <laughs> Don't want to lose them. So what does Amani do? He says, I. Right. And he gets his shit, puts on his uniform, and goes to his second job. Then he goes to his next next job on the 29th where's Amani you asked? move from her room to the computer room so that Tiffany could wash up the mattress buy new sheets so that they can keep that bed Amani is saying that he's grieving he, j- he comes home
1: he sits with Amani he grieves
0: whatever the fuck that is
1: he's at work he's out of it and he goes and he speaks to Tiffany and she says, listen we can't just keep the body we're gonna have to hide it on some criminal minds type stuff They said, did she say criminal minds? He said, yeah. So let's go to October
0: 30th. And he goes to Walmart. Now, y'all know Walmart is top flight security of the world. Okay, especially in Atlanta. But what does he do? In his green echo red, he's buying charcoal, a tin trash can, and lawn trash bags. Because it's his plan. He says, okay, I got to figure out criminal minds type shit. I'm going to cremate the body. Like the fucking dumbass that he is. Got it. Cool. And he brings inside the trash bags.
1: It's Halloween, guys. October 31st. Back to work because the bill is due on the 1st. Amani is still in the computer room. Tiffany is also following her normal routine of feeding only her children and watching TV. She also made sure to log into Amani's online homeschool Connect Academy to do her work so that she would not appear missing.
0: The Criminal Minds type shit. Let me tell you their Criminal Minds type plan, all right? They're going to get rid of her and then they're going to say that she ran away. Mm-hmm. Because Amani has a history of running away and they mm-hmm. were going to be grieving parents. And it's- it's a lot of cases where it starts off with grieving parents and we find out that they actually did it. Right. So that was what Tiffany's master plan was.
1: So remember, it's still Halloween. Mm-hmm. So she got her kids dressed up and they went trick-or-treating.
0: They took pictures.
1: So they still went trick-or-treating. She went over to her sister Brittany house and it was taking pictures like, Oh girl, you cute. Yeah, you cute. Send that to me. They have all the pictures in there of them just having a good old time. And Amon says Tiffany's pushing him to get rid of this body, but he just doesn't want to do it. He really does not want to do it. We're going to move on to the next day. And finally, he got to nerve to get rid of the body. After work, of course. After getting off of his second job, he goes to the computer room. And Tiffany comes in to help him. He moved her to the room, unwrapped her, and Rick and Mortis had already started to set in. So she was. Rick
0: and Mortis sets in on the first
1: day. So he says, mortis had already set in and the body was hard to bend, so they had to duct tape her together. So together, they forced her legs folded and they forced her arms by her side and duct taped them down. They put her in a lawn bag. The trash can was still in the car. Amani was in one trash bag and her soil bed spread and her clothes were in another. He puts both of the bags in the back of the trailblazer, which Amani and Tiffany... And they two kids. This is like a toddler and a baby, y'all. Puts both of them in a the bad car and drive around looking for a place to drop the body off.
0: Tiffany is like, okay, we need to hurry up and find us place to take like, the body
1: They drive around and they end up in rural-ass Swanee by some wildlife place.
0: Decides that he's going to try to cremate the body, so he puts down the, the coal, <laughs> puts on the lighter fluid. After five minutes, he realized that it wasn't going to work because bones don't. Burn like that. You cremate a body at 1800 degrees. So, puts the lid on top of it to smother the fire. Has to wait. So, we burn the body for five minutes, then, has to wait 15 minutes for the can to cool because <laughs> it's a metal can. So, clearly, these aren't smart people that we're talking about. They're not the brightest. <laughs> All of the times to call the police. I mean, you know, it's fuck 12 over here. Right. But out of all the times. This is the time. This is the time. So Tiffany couldn't bear to see it. Uh-huh. That bitch couldn't bear to see it. Turns her back. The smell of the fire. has to put the trash can back into the trailblazer. Mm-hmm. Put it back in the trailblazer. And then they go back home. They go back home. Tiffany gets the kids out. And then Iman heads. You guessed it. To, to work. work. He heads to work. And where is Amani on this day? She's still in the back of the trailblazer. In the trash can. Iman is feeling... It's finally, after days and days, has finally gotten to him.
1: He says his supervisor pulled him over and was like, what's wrong with you? He said, I almost told her everything.
0: After work, he hits up his cousin Rudy. He was like, look, cousin Rudy. Rudy um, is the
1: realest nigga in this story, okay? He calls
0: up cousin Rudy and he's like, hey, man, meet me at the quick trip. life oh, it's some shit going the fuck down. He said, like, I need somebody to, you, to talk to. So he goes and he talks to Rudy. And Well, Rudy gets in the car
1: and he just blurts it out. Amani's dead. She in the back seat. Rudy said, uh-uh, nigga, give me out there this car. Rudy had the most sense out of everybody in this fucking story. I said,
0: <laughs> at that anything.
1: point, I pulled the car over and, and let him. Rudy out the car. <laughs> so he gets out of the car. He tells Rudy, he was like, I did something stupid, man. I don't know what to do. Rudy said, call 911. That's what the fuck you should do. Yep. So, Amon mom goes home and he says, Tiffany, baby, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to call the cop. And she's like, no, you're going to get me in trouble. I'm on probation. We can't have that. He said, I have to. I have have to and i mean it this time
0: tiffany said all right bet let me change clothes let me put some clothes on a baby let me pack some things i'm about to go to my mama house so you go ahead and you call the motherfucking police and what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna take amani's body and all her trash bags and the trash cans out of the car take the trailblazer right. and i'm out of here <laughs> and that brings us to our 911 call on november 2nd amon obviously was arrested on the spot pretty much they found tiffany the next day tiffany girl what the fuck kind of escape plan did you think that you was gonna motherfucking do because what she does is she goes to her mama house drops off the kids, she says look it's like three four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. bangs on door says mama you gotta take these kids don't let them take my kids mm-hmm. like okay goes into her sister room wakes her sister up and says no questions asked i need you to take me somewhere and so That's you, a you a have a tricky s- deal to be put in <laughs> i'm an the only child but you got sisters like if, yours, if your sister came in banged on and said hey i need you to take me somewhere no questions <laughs> asked i feel like i don't have any sisters but honestly <laughs> it depends on which sister. <laughs> And that's just real shit <laughs> that's your only sister I think this is her only sister there was no others see I have four to choose from well her sister says alright no questions asked gets in the car drives her somewhere drops her off doesn't know where the fuck she is according to sister she knows nothing and as soon as she pulls back up at her mama house where she is staying the police are there they got the kids they're like oh glad you're here we want to speak to you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amon pleads <laughs> guilty and he gets life without parole a condition
1: she... of this plea deal is he has to testify against Tiffany which court. is very
0: weird but... I guess if he was Truly remorseful, this would be the thing to do. Yeah, this was, I guess, this was his. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you're listening to this, you probably already know what I'm about to say that today is the day for you to start your podcast. You have everything that you need your computer, a little microphone, and Spotify for podcasters. It is the all in one platform where you can host, edit, and record your podcast and distribute it. Everywhere where you're listening right now, you can have your podcast there. I promise, for real, and it's free. And you can make some money off of your podcast for free—free free money. Free money is out there. Just go get it by starting your podcast today.
1: Streaming October 6th on Paramount Plus. First place I learned about death was the pet cemetery. Dead things buried in that land
0: would come back. There's something else. Something's wrong. Continue. He needs time to adjust.
2: That's not Timmy.
1: Something's talking through him. Sometimes dead is better. Pet Cemetery. Bloodlines. Rated R. Streaming only on Paramount Plus. Let's jump to the pre-trial hearing. We have Judge George Hutchinson. This This is a white man. Tiffany, initially, she has two capital defense attorneys. They are from the state capital defender's office, which had not had a client sentenced to death in over four years. Decided that she wanted to defend herself. Her lawyers urged her to take a plea deal for life without parole. This is the same plea deal that Amon got. And the judge asked, why do you want to represent yourself? And she said, I already expressed that I did not wish to guilty which led me to further come to the conclusion that it would be in my best interest to represent myself
0: so basically those lawyers weren't saying what the fuck she wanted them to say so she said bet i'm gonna do it myself there are two people that i know that have represented themselves in court ted bundy And then a successful one was a Fanny Shakur. She won that one.
1: The judge urged her to reconsider representing herself. He even told her, he's like, listen, my daughter has a traffic ticket and I got her a lawyer because I think it's important that somebody who knows the law handle this case as opposed to you handling this case. That was a traffic ticket. You're facing the death penalty. You're playing with your life. She says, I'm confident in my decision and I'm standing by it. I wish to represent myself. He said, how have you been preparing for this case? And she said, basically. doing nothing she had not been to the law library Mm. she had not went through discovery she didn't even make a list of witnesses she did nothing she said she was preparing more in a spiritual sense okay girl she was gonna
0: leave it in God's hands okay girl mm-hmm. famous last words mm-hmm. you remember that
1: the judge was like I mean I guess I'm allow her to represent herself she but I don't right. know if I should allow her to represent herself so he sent it to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said she's of sound body and mind it is her right to represent herself
0: if you are legally seen as insane you are able to do it it is your right america like <laughs> this is what the white man fought for because this is what white men love she has the right to do that this First, ain't no like a village raise a child where somebody steps in and says oh no no baby, come right. over here." this you ain't know? right she decided that she wants to do it famous last words motherfucker and that is that is what you get
1: so i was having trouble like you know understanding this right until they put it into the perspective of just the same way somebody has the right to refuse treatment there are plenty of people who know if they don't get treatment they are going to die but Mm -hmm. that is their wish and i fully respect that right so in this same sense she is facing the possibility of death but it's her full-on right to refuse counsel some people even speculated they was like is this a drawn-out suicide attempt maybe maybe she
0: enjoys the torture but she basically just lays herself at the foot of the law and says this is what it is she didn't know much law to lay it at the foot at (laughs) he says i'll allow you to represent
1: yourself but you will have two backup counselors that would be brad gardner and emily Gilbert.
0: They're sitting like two rows back. Tag me in, coach, please. Like, they are ready. So, finally, the judge is like, okay, can I get you anything? Is there anything that you need, please? And is there anything that you need to assist you in the preparation for, for your trial? She says, you know what? Pencils will be great. <laughs> and he's like, uh, pencils? And she's like, yes. Y'all seen like Orange is the New Black or like Wentworth, mm-hmm. any basic prison show. You can't have pencils could kill yourself or somebody else or put somebody's life in danger you are a high profile maximum security prisoner you are not allowed to have number two motherfucking pencils you lost that right (laughs) when you decided to torture a innocent poor little girl let's go to april 15
1: 2019 it took six years to go to trial we start off with opening statements it's the first day prosecution presents the case as a cinderella story gone worse
0: it is though it is she but had she, the evil
1: stepmother. She
0: had the. She cared about
1: her kids. Didn't care about. And it also Cinderella. says
0: that Amani like loved her little brother. Like loved, adored them. I love those kids but she was just treated like shit by this evil stepmother and mm-hmm. it's the saddest thing ever
1: also on day one they put Robin on the stand Robin talks about Mother's Day 2013 mm-hmm. and says that's the last time she saw her granddaughter alive talked to Amani's fourth grade teacher who was Lisa Neal and she describes Amani as precious 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 everybody so, some
0: little kids they are just emotional it seems like at that time obviously Amani wasn't saying like I'm abused, I'm abused right like she was earlier at that point she had been like Trained how to cover up this abuse because it had been happening to her for and she years. Was still
1: stuck in the and situation. She was still stuck in the situation. Even when so she did
0: say something,
1: nothing was done. Nothing when happened. other people said something, nothing, nothing was, was done. Was done so and it probably wasn't even that nothing was done. Nothing was done with defect. She probably went home and still got in trouble for the shit that she was saying. Of
0: course, she may have cried maybe because she was having it a moment that day, but she also wasn't saying, like, I'm being hit at home because she knew what the outcome was going to be. Mm-hmm. And the outcome was going to be nothing or getting hit more. Or being withheld from food more Mm -hmm. So the damage had already been done the training like kids are it's very easy to manipulate a child's mind Mm -hmm. and let them know what is right and what is wrong and what to say and what not to say formative years right those and so by this time this had been happening for i'm guessing five years at this point but on record three years Mm -hmm. so she knew she knew so i think at
1: this time tiffany's getting smarter and she knows how to abuse that people won't because she's still not speaking outwards again everybody's saying i don't see any signs of abuse but i think there is a history of abuse and that that should be enough.
0: Right. And and you are now allowing her. Remember at this point you guys, she is at home homeschooled. By Tiffany. So she doesn't have the teachers to run to. to.
1: So, day two, husband testifies, which is basically where we got the story from. Because, let me tell y'all, Tiffany, we are past opening statements. They said, Would you like to give an opening statement? No, no. Your Honor. They said, Would you like to cross examine this witness? No. no, Your Honor. She has not said a word since day three comes. First, we hear from the medical examiner, Michelle Stauffenberg. At this point, Tiffany is looking down the entire time, basically, has not participated. Participated. what she but she
0: looks Outside attentive the- what she does is she does gel pen she writes she looks up she looks down she writes hand to chin looks up looks down writes again And when we get to
1: the medical examiner, and so the medical examiner basically takes us through the process or the stages in which she examined the body. So she says, first I do an external examination. She says she was emaciated. She was quite literally skin and bone. It was very evident that this child was starved. Her face was sunken in and it looked like skin over a skull.
0: Also, you have to realize that at the time that the medical examiner is doing this, she had been dead for almost five days.
1: Average 10-year-old weighs between 54 and 110 pounds. Imani weighed 34. There were no signs of broken bones or healing bones, but she did have bed sores on her butt. She had a burn on her stomach, and it was a burn that was healing, so it happened while she was alive. There were no signs of injury that would have directly caused her death, like blunt force trauma or anything like that. So, the second part of her investigation is an internal examination. So, she looks at the heart and the lungs. She says they look fine. You know, it's the regular size. You know, nothing was punctured or anything like that. She looks into the stomach. The stomach has about one tablespoon of nondescript fluid. Meaning, it doesn't necessarily resemble food. But you remember the dad said he was trying to spoon feed her infamil.
0: That is not a lot of food. Your stomach always has something in it. Even when, like... You know, like even if you're like hungry you for a, a while, while even if like you went a day and you ain't ate all goddamn day, you still have something in your stomach. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And having absolutely nothing or a tablespoon which is pretty much absolutely nothing right officially by the coroner her cause of death was starvation and the manner of death was homicide her liver and spleen were about half the size of its normal weight now mm-hmm. when you're starving your body goes for those fatty places mm-hmm. the energy places so like they also the whole time we were researching the case i was like Tazzy, give me the toxicology report mm-hmm. because let's back up when she was having that seizure mm-hmm. on october the twenty the 24th before before she actually died on the twenty eighth, Tiffany said she drank some household chemical and she had a seizure, and that's what made her sick. But now, officially, contents of her stomach. You did the the drug screen paneling and looking for other things of that nature. Did you notice anything indicative of um, Amani Moss ingesting any type of poison or chemical in any way? No. Were there any signs that that had occurred, either corrosive materials on her esophagus or her throat or anything of that nature? No. The cause of death of starvation and the manner of death was homicide so it was hard
1: to tell exactly how long she was starving but it was said to be long and painful
0: um do you know and can you describe for the jury um kind of the order or what would happen when somebody is being starved
2: well, the first thing that would happen in the early stages, um, they would experience hunger <coughs> pangs. Um, she would probably feel hungry. She would um, uh, be asking for food, looking for food, uh, craving food. Uh, following that, the next step would be um, uh, apathy, um, uh, d- Fatigue, not able to do her usual activities. And uh, from there, she would become more and more listless, uh, eventually uh, lethargic, and uh, mental status changes. Uh, She would not feel like moving around much. She wouldn't have much energy. Um, There would be extreme weight loss uh, that would be visible. Um, And then finally, death.
1: So after... Listening to what the medical examiner said, it it really disturbed the court. Two jurors were seen crying men putting their hands in their faces like they couldn't watch. This is when it really started to hit the jurors, like, how how much suffering the girl was going through. Right,
0: this wasn't a, like, one time something happened to her, she was poisoned, she was treated badly on this one day. This is a long time coming. And... We see when the dad is on the stand, he's like, you know, on the weekends, I didn't know what, I wasn't here during the weekday. I'm at work. Mm-hmm. On the weekends, I'm with the kids, let Tiffany go. But, like, yeah, I guess she was eating a lot on the weekends. Like, she was when she was with me, she was trying to eat a lot. But, yeah, you're there two days out of five. That means for months. That baby was eating two days out of five for a week, for months. Right. If That is not. a long time time because you know nickels like that love to pick up overtime yep that is a long long time of suffering for this little baby girl
1: so next we hear from computer forensic examiner invest investigator chris ford so basically he reads
0: text messages from the phone he extracts them he reads them in court so
1: if you guys wanna play a fun little drinking game, I suggest you look up this click and you
0: take a shot every time this nigga says sexy wifey. Because he literally has to read the text messages between Tiffany and Amon in court and Tiffany's name and Amon's phone is sexy wifey. So he's like they're he's like, it, Who they're they're like, like Re- received from sexy wifey.
1: <laughs> so, you know, for a bit of a little boost in his case, that's a fun game to play. So the message is basically where Amani the ones that they brought to our attention, are the ones of Tiffany complaining about Amani, talking about she's wiping her shit on computers. They actually start going in order dates. October tenth, Amani dropped tub water on her leg. She said she wanted to see what would happen. So this is that same tub water burn that we saw in the medical examiner's office, right? When Amani spoke. He said that she was reaching. He came home and Tiffany first. She sends him this message that she dropped the tub water. But when he came home, she says that she was reaching over
0: the stove for food. A whole bunch of text message. She picked. She picked her ash. Not to mention her face. Uh, she boo booed on the rug. She feces on the wall. She uh shitting her oatmeal. And so they ask him on the stand. Did you ever come home and see boo boo on the wall? Did you ever come home and? If she said she was gonna let you deal with it did you ever come home and see boo boo with oatmeal in the sink did you ever come home and see amani covered in feces he's like no i ain't asked about it how are you that neglectful of your child while she is in the care of somebody that you know the government knows defects also knows Everybody knows that she has been charged for hurting her. Mm -hmm. Also, that because of this little girl, she has no job anymore. Mm -hmm. And you left her in her care. And you're like, she said this happened, but I ain't see it. So I just, I let her go. But, you know, Tiffany texts real cute. Because she going to text him and she's like,
1: I'm sorry, babe. I told you I wouldn't text or call you at work with Imani's BS. I was just so frustrated. Shaking my head. My bad, though. I hate stressing you at work. Won't happen again. And also from on November first. My bad, babe. I was on the phone with Amani teacher. Amani won't even talk to
0: her. Shaking my head. That right. was on November first. Amani had her seizure on the twenty fourth and was pronounced dead by Tiffany on the twenty eighth. And so on November first, she's not responding to her teachers and then
1: even still you have like other conversation oh i'm craving chocolate i'm craving cookies or
0: acting like absolutely nothing is going Can on you while fix you have the this Blu-ray poor baby for
1: Tristan right
0: while you have this poor baby sitting in your house literally rotting away which the investigator on
1: scene who first responded he also testifies His name is Colin Flynn. They go through that, and after the autopsy, he's basically getting the truth. You know, he's getting the real story, what happened. I guess Amon sees that he has no way out. He goes ahead, and he gets his little plea deal. The officer also interviews the rest of the family. He finds out that there's a history of abuse. Mm -hmm. Defects, although the media portrays it as two significant times, there were at least eight reports to defects about this situation. He talks to the Moss family, who says they tried to report it. He talks to Tiffany's side of the family, and they say they didn't notice anything and they ain't see anything wrong. Tiffany, at the end of this day, they've had these cross examinations. Let me tell y'all. Tiffany went. It was like, Would you like to cross examine her? At what point? She scoots that seat back. We're like, Oh, is she going to speak? She says, No, No, Your Honor." Honor. She then, at the end of this day, she says, I'd like to speak to you ex parte. So, if you wonder what ex parte means, it means she would like to speak to the judge without the prosecution.
0: Being able to hear Right Right So she gets to speak To the judge In private In private And she's And he's like Uh Why (laughs) He says "Mm, You can't just You can't just Throw out a law term Think that I'm gonna do that But my thing is like Also She is literally Hasn't said shit So he says are you gonna tell me? She's like, no. The, her backup lawyers finally speak, and they're like, Hey, hey, it's, listen. If she, she she can say it, and the judge is like, Yo, are you talking to me or is she talking to like, me? Who's it's like, who's representing who here? Doesn't matter. She's allowed to have ex parte. because so. like
1: he tries to get it out of her in court, he's like, Well, tell me why you want to talk to me ex parte. But like, it's has- supposed to be ex parte, and you're making her tell you in front of the court. So he compromises. He says, Write it down. I'll decide if I want to speak with you ex parte based on what you say.
0: And they speak we don't know what was said on that the next
1: time they're in court they're giving closing statements and prosecution gets up here and she said tiffany this was a family of four it was tristan Emma, Iman, and her. Imani didn't exist in his family. Right. She said while she was dead in the house, she was sending pictures back and forth with her sister of them hanging out and having a good time, taking the kids, trick-or-treating. They said she talks about this burn. Was it bath water that she poured on her leg? Or was it her reaching for leftovers on the stove? Like, she, all the... Text messages about Amani were describing her as a nuisance. Her kids were well cared for. There were no, no signs, signs of abuse.
0: Nothing whatsoever. They were not
1: starved. They were not beat. Nothing was wrong with them. She said she knew how to be a good mother. She just chose not, not to. To, to, um, to Amani. And it is not right. They say, uh, Tiffany, would you like to give closing statements? No, Your Honor so at this point it's time for the jury to deliberate tiffany is facing six charges one count of murder two counts of felony murder two counts of cruelty to children in the first degree one count of concealing the death of another the backup counselor at this point is saying your honor when you sentence her, please let us be her full counselor because, like, it's really important at that point that she does not, you know, that we defend her right not to get the death penalty. And prosecution is
0: and she had no counsel up until this point, so why the fuck she need counsel now? Jury goes out and they deliberate. It takes them a total of three hours. She was found guilty on all of her counts. So then when you're found guilty, then you have to wait. Okay, I'm guilty. Now I need to figure out what my sentence is gonna be. Mm-hmm. So it's usually a, you know, you get a little break of just feeling like damn I'm guilty I hope they don't sentence me to death because Georgia has the death penalty Mm -hmm. some states don't we're talking about Georgia and Georgia definitely does by Georgia law your death date must be within 30 to 60 days of your trial also by Georgia law the death penalty is automatically appealed so she has a chance to appeal but we're not there so finally they're like okay am I gonna get life with parole without parole or death and it's on the jury to decide it's on the jury to decide because you are represented by a jury of your peers and she was an active role in choosing using that jury pool but here's the thing the prosecutor they actually got nervous for that phase of time because they were like all you need is one right all you need is one jury member to be like um all you need is one person on that jury pool to say i am not so sure about this particular uh part of the crime and then you have a hung jury then they were like maybe her stoicness maybe watching the thing maybe it convinced one person maybe her not maybe Mm -hmm. the when we finally came back Tiffany moss was and is sentenced to death by the state of georgia
1: in order to be convicted under the death penalty it has to be of a heinous nature right that has to involve torture that has to involve a depravity of mind and aggravated battery to the victim so by georgia law you get an automatic appeal of this sentence to death
0: but you know if it's god's will like tiffany said right if then, we're leaving getting gods. Like she said, right? Then death penalties, what you got, fucking appeal. But however, she decided, oh, I'ma go ahead and use these lawyers. But Tiffany will be back in court to appeal her death row conviction. The date hasn't been set.
1: She honestly looked like she enjoyed being her lawyer. Like it was her bucket list. And she was like She smirked She
0: smirked She smiled After this Grandma is not had not, not had enough She said defects Bring that ass right over here Because I called My daughter called, called The school called Everybody called Even if nobody came Was forwarding Everybody was forwarding The cases to you Georgia Department of Family and Children Services mm-hmm. I called Everybody was here Where the fuck were y'all Why the fuck did no one Step in and save My grandbaby's life And so Very politically correct Of defects They you know had a scapegoat. It fired a case manager, a social service administrator, and a program assistant, and they reportedly changed their policy. So anytime that something happens, they're gonna make sure that they follow up. Anytime that and I, that was the issue in Amani's case. Every nope, case was being looked at as an individual and we're gonna make sure that there's a record, and we're gonna make sure that all this stuff happens so this does not happen to another child in the system again. But here's the thing: on one hand, people that are overworked and underpaid. There are a lot of children that need that need help. Also, defects is not a good job to have so why are safe so that people are paid
1: well because we need doctors
0: exactly and we need workers that are on the front line for children that are being abused these people are taking their work home do more care more this is government funding so now we're talking about budgets and Mm -hmm. now we're talking about uh who's going to be elected next year we're Mm -hmm. talking about money but what's more important every case is absolutely different every just because every just like every family is absolutely different because we are living in the land of the free and the home of the brave so you are able to live your life how you please but there is also a way that you should and should not treat a child and you need to make sure that every case is taken seriously because there's the podcast do no harm Mm -hmm. it's a wondering podcast i'm this is not an ad but like love wondering right and it talks about Parents that you know, when you have a baby, you take it home, and they don't give you an instruction manual. Right. That something tragic happens to the child that is purely accidental. Child falls off the chair, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, the child is being taken away from the house, and the parents are like, "Look, I it's my I first child. I mistake. made a mistake, and I, and it's a genuine mistake. They take the children out of the house, then you're disrupting the entire family. But it seems like in those cases, you're following up, you're figuring out what's happening. There's surprise visits. Why with the, and and then you look at these podcasts and these are white families that are, that defects is like, what's happening in this house? Mm -hmm. What's going on around here? But when it, when it comes to the life of a little black girl, where are you? Why are you not showing up? Why are you not making sure that this little black girl live and thrive while, of course, the case, um... Was since this case actually went to trial in 2019, even though the crime against the child happened for many, many years, and she actually passed away in 2013. And in that time, still nobody has taken responsibility for the fact that the system failed her. Grandma's calling, Auntie is calling, everybody's calling. Why are so many people? Not making sure that this little black girl is taken care of, and I just don't get it. You
1: look at this case, and you're ready to point fingers, and it's like, okay, of course, the parents need to go to jail. They shouldn't have treated that baby that way. There were calls. There were reports. Right, I think if d was charged with the same neglect that they charge these parents for, because that is job to go out and protect the welfare of a child. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And with not one, not two, not three, not four, but like six reports of her crying or somebody else crying out for help on behalf of this child and nothing has happened and she's still in this home, at what point does it become neglect to you? It's more than just a firing. And And I think if it was held that seriously, it would have been more changes.
0: If it was a little white girl, it definitely would have been more changes. For because sure. This is them all talk in 2013, and the case doesn't go to trial in 2019. Grandma's, and they say, oh, change is happening. You know, we're making sure that everything is happening. But here we have a case that they're comparing it to where a little girl in Georgia, once again, is being starved by her mother. Mm-hmm. There's a little girl, three year old, Reagan Moon, who in Georgia is starved to death by her mother, Devin Moon. And this little girl, once again, starved. This one, found alone in her closet half the size that she's supposed to be Mm -hmm. and once again grandmothers are coming in and they're like hey I call defects so many times I call what is happening so when are you going to stand up and make some changes when are you going to make sure that the lives of children are being protected and so that they have a chance to thrive whether it's in the house with the people that they're supposed to be or if it is out of the house so
1: and even still it's like it's not that they didn't have a place for Armani and didn't want her in foster care. Grandma Robin is saying, I am ready, I am willing, I am able to take care of this child. Right. Put her with me. Let me care for her. Right. She did well with me. She wants to be with me. She doesn't want to be with them. It's evident in her actions, my actions, everybody else's actions. Right. That she, she should not be with him. It's like, it's not like that you have to place her or put her in a home. You just aren't.
0: Right. So... I don't know what defects needs to do, but they need need to get it it together together. for any of you that are probably asking what happened to Tristan and Emma. They were sent into foster care. Mm -hmm. Um, They actually were adopted by their foster parents. Emma has no recollection. She was really a baby baby at the time, but Tristan is in constant therapy because he does remember some of the crimes that were happening. He mm-hmm. was three years two, three years old at the time. Um, Tiffany Moss, the date has not been set for when she will go back to trial for her appeal. And Amon Moss, of course, is serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole. This is just tragic. It's it's <laughs> it's so heartbreaking that this happened to this itty bitty baby.
1: At this point, we would do parole or not parole but stay in there you did that baby wrong you did
0: that baby wrong and i don't think i don't think you should be able to appeal because you got ready spiritually you set yourself up there you laid yourself at the foot of the law without any type of preparation that is guaranteed to you just feel that capital punishment shouldn't be a
1: thing like in her case am i heartbroken that she got it no but in allowing it for her you also allow so many innocent victims to be put to death also i think
0: that amon's mom puts it best when she says what she thinks that tiffany's (laughs) punishment should be
1: to to live and suffer never ever ever get out because i wanted her to feel what my granddaughter felt I wanted her to understand what she had done to a child.
0: And even though this case was hard for us to get through, the hard part is that a little girl's life was tragically taken away from her. So if you remember nothing else about Amani Moss, remember these words.
2: She was a wonderful friend to every student, even a bully that she tried so hard to be friends with on a daily basis. Um, one time she wrote a letter to me and to the bully and said, let's just be friends. Let's forget about what happened. And she said, Miss Neil, I'm sorry for the meanness that um, this child and I had. And, you know, we'll be nice to one another. And she just was a precious girl, precious.
0: Okay, we made it through. We did another episode. <sighs> um, but honestly, I have to thank y'all because y'all have been showing up and showing out so make sure that if you are listening on apple Podcasts that you are liking it if wherever you're listening that you're subscribing to it if, especially if you're on apple podcast review it let us read and we'll see y'all next week